Hello and welcome to another episode of the Uneducated Rugby Podcast. This is part of a series of podcasts which will run concurrently with the Uneducated Football Podcast, uh, following on from the Uneducated Olympics and Cycling Podcasts. I have Ale Davis and Lucy Jones here with me. How are you both? Are you excited by the United Rugby Championship starting on, well, tomorrow, Friday evening? Yeah, I am quite excited. Um... Although, you know, the Lions we had about five or six weeks ago, but I've sort of forgot about that. So um be good to see the uh, the regions again. Yeah, it will be. Obviously, you know, the first couple of games, I think they're going to be depleted regions um, without their stars, without the, the Lions stars. We've seen that in the Gallagher Premiership. Um, I think Lewis Rizamit is having one of the longest holidays I've ever seen in my life. Um, he's, been, <laughs> he's been on about three holidays on social media, I've seen. Um, Luce, who are you most excited about in the fixtures this weekend? Is it, is it perhaps the Welsh derby between um, Dragons and Ospreys? Um, it probably is, actually. I didn't realise that was happening so soon. As in, <laughs> first weekend, um, there's already a derby. Um, yeah, I think that might be a decent game. I think Edinburgh Scouts could be a good one because they're quite similar teams. Yeah. Um I think probably actually Benetton Stormers, the defending Rainbow Cup champions, Benetton against one of the favourite Stormers, I think that might be a good one too. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a few big clashes this weekend. Um we decided to do this as a preview pod for the United Rugby Championship. We're gonna come up with our own predictions and I think we decided to score it actually and try and keep a running total, see who wins overall. Um the way we've decided to score it is that you get three points for a correct score, you get two points for the correct margin, and you get one point for the correct result. So, you know, an example of a correct result would be Zebra to beat Lions. Correct margin would be Zebra to beat Lions by 10 points, and the correct score would be, well, Zebra to beat Lions by 25 points to 15, say, for instance, which is the correct score. Um that's the first fixture this weekend is Zebra v the Lions. I think it's fair to say it's not starting with a bang. Um, <laughs> the United Rugby Championship. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't think either of the teams are particularly strong. Are you excited by that game or more worried, really, of how bad the quality may be? Um, we, we were all not wanted to put any zebra or lions in our 15 uh, when we picked one per um, region. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a disappointment of a game, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking. Yeah, Luca Biji is in the site. Um, <laughs> Andrew and Dreyer, you'll be glad to hear. Right? Lou said prop, Aled, your, uh, your pick. Unfortunately, um, my pick... Uh, Yankees is unavailable due to South African commitments with the the New Zealand games this weekend. Um, let's start with you, Lucy, because I've written you down as first on the list. Um, what's your prediction for this game, and what's your reasoning behind that? Okay, so I've gone with um, I've I've put like three exclamation marks next to this game because why start this game? <laughs> why start the competition with this game? I don't know. Um, so I've gone with um, Zebra 10, and I've gone with Lions to win with 13, so three-point margin, only because I think Lions are a South African team, um, so they're just going to be a bit more dominant um, in, in the scrum. And I think Zebra aren't always tidy, they're not always organised when it comes to um, scrums, lineups set pieces so yeah that's my reasoning that's interesting i've i've gone the other way around i've gone zebra to win um i've gone zebra 22 lions 10 i never thought i'd be saying the day where i was backing zebra the only reason i backed zebra though is because i think the lions the side doesn't look great i've got to be honest um yako creel at six is a good player franco horn is frankie horn is a decent player at eight um but bar that, there's none, none others that are really s- standing out to me. Um, 
Whereas it's uh, you know the Italians in Zebra side, you've got the likes of Tommaso Boni, who's played internationally for several years, Mattia Bellini, Carlo Canna, Violi at scrum half, Luca Bigi, obviously, um, Dave Cici, and Banda. You know, there's enough Italian players there and international players. I'm not claiming that to play for Italy is as hard to play for South Africa, but there are international standard players there. So I've gone with them. Aled's immediately reacted as if I'd shot someone. So <laughs> I assume he's gone with a Lions victory as well. Yeah, because I know Lions are one of the weakest sides in Super Rugby. But, I mean, it is Super Rugby, isn't it? It's a, it's a high level. So I think playing Zebra is going to be, you know... Um, I'd say Lions to win by 10 to 15. So I'll say Zebra 12... Um, Lions 25 I think it's a nice start for the Lions um, you know the weakest side in the league arguably so no I can't, I can't see Zebra getting anything here you know I think Lions they might be the weakest to the South Africans but they've still got a big pack haven't they yeah they have indeed and I think that's where it's going to be won or lost is the pack and I think we're going to be saying that repeatedly about South African games is that's going yeah. to be the test for yeah, the Northern Hemisphere sides is how do you man up against, well, sorry, not man up, but, um, you know, face up against that pack and how you stand up to it and the power that's bound to come. Um, well, already we've got a bit of discrepancy, so that's a good start for uh, a bit of debate on the podcast. Let's move to Cardiff versus Connaught. Um, I'll go first on this one. I think this is a tough one to call. Um partly because Connaught, uh, looking at their sides, you know, they've got a fairly steady side that has been there. They don't have the wingers that were there last year as, you know, starting. O'Halloran is starting at fullback with Tom Farrell in the centres. Jack Carty and Kieran Marmion will be the threat because they can control a game from half-backs. Um, with Jared Butler, Elton Delan, Finley Beelham, some of the stars in the pack. Blues have, or Cardiff Rugby, I should say, have gone with Reese Priestland at fly half. Aled, does, you know, he's a former Scarlet player. Is that something that sits well with you, seeing him playing in the blue for Cardiff Rugby? Well, I mean, it's good to see him back in Wales, to be honest, isn't it? You know, been away for a while. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. You know, it's the end of his career. So, you know, I, I don't have anything um, bad to say about Priestland. It's good to see him with the Blues. Good signing for them. Um, he's starting, is he, against Connaught? Yeah, he's starting at 10 uh, in a partnership with Lloyd Williams. Thomas Williams and Jared Evans are on the bench, possibly just uh, giving them a little bit of extra time to recover. Well, well, not really extra time, <laughs> depending on injuries, but you know what I mean, a, a bit of yeah. time to ease their way back in following international summers. Um, the interesting one is possibly that Josh Turnbull is new captain of Cardiff Rugby as well, taking over from Alice Jenkins. I think that's that's a good move, especially considering that Ellis may well be fighting to get his way back into that Wales reckoning, and the obviously the options that uh, Cardiff Rugby have at seven that it gives them the opportunity to rotate. Um, yeah. Just looking at these sides, I will say the front row for Cardiff Rugby looks a bit weak. Um, I think Dimitri Arhip's a decent player, but Kirby Myhill and Domikowski. I worry about them up against the likes of Finley Beelham. Um, Luce, it, it, I think that's going to be a theme that I'm going to say week in, week out for Cardiff. I was just thinking that. I think, yeah, we're going to say that every single week. Um, and, well, you've got Dylan Lewis on the bench, but like, Reese Carrick isn't that reliable then, let's just say. But other than that, the Blues bench does look quite strong compared to the Carnac one. Yeah, well, I, I, would di- I would disagree that Reese Carr is not reliable. I would just say that he's reliable in going backwards in scrums. But, you know, so <laughs> if that's what you want, he'll do it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to see Seb and Matthew Screech on debut um, in the second rows. I'm going to back Cardiff to win, and I think they will win comfortably. Um, I think they'll score four tries because that's the Cardiff way. They've got a strong centre pairing in Hallahol and Lilo. A good finisher in Owen Lane, Halamimos at full-back. I'm going to back them to win, I'm going to say Cardiff 26, Connaught 13. Um, so I think they'll win 
relatively comfortably. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe a bit hopeful here about Cardiff's hopes, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, Aled, you're next on the list. What have you opted for here? Yeah, I think um, Carnot don't have Aki playing, right? So he's probably their best player. Um, probably missing another couple of key players. So are the Blues, but I think Blues have got enough to win this one. But I think it's going to be closer. So I'll go Blues 22, Carnot 18. Because Carnot have improved a lot, haven't they? Um I mean, the last couple of years, they've finished above all the regions, I think. Um, so, you know, so last season, they finished second in the conference, right? Above Scarlet's. Yeah. And then the season before, they got to the semi-finals, I'm pretty sure. So they are a good side. They've got a good squad as well. But I think Blues will just edge this one. Yeah. Um, Luce, do you agree with us? Or are you going in with a Connacht win? Um, yeah, I do agree with you too. Um, but I've I've gone tighter um, the margin. Yeah, I've got two points between them actually, because I think they're both. I I do, I do see the Blues team being that bit stronger, but they are quite similar, really. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've gone Blues Sam Jean, especially with the home advantage. Um, fans back for the first time. Well, well, they were over the summer as well, but um, yeah, Blues Sam Jean Connacht fifth. And yeah, like Alan said, especially with no Bundyaki, I think that ma- match up against um, um, Willis Halahalo would have actually been quite exciting. But um, yeah, that's what I've gone with. Gotta say, Luce, so far your games are looking the most boring of the of of the sets. You've got Zebra ten, Lions thirteen, and Cardiff seventeen, Connacht fifteen. <laughs> so they do they do get better, I promise. <laughs> Hopefully so. Um, well, they get better. The big highlights game of this weekend is probably Ulster Glasgow on the Friday nights. Anyway, um, what what do you think of this one? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Obviously, both sides are missing key players. You know, just eyeballing it here, I can see for Ulster, there's no... Uh, Lowry isn't starting. He's on the bench. Um, the likes of Ian Henderson is not playing, who made some very interesting comments I saw on uh, Scrum 5 recently about the Lions tour. I don't know if either of you have seen that, but well worth a look if you haven't seen it uh, concerning selecting mm. players on form or not. Um, could be interesting to see how Ulster go without the likes of those. Obviously, Dwayne Vermeulen is still unavailable, um, so that'll add into their list of absentees. Glasgow, on the other hand, well, they're going to have to pick themselves up a little bit. Fly half, obviously, the absence of um, Adam Hastings. How hard do you think that'll hit them, Alec? Do you think that'll be quite costly, or do you think they've got enough strength and depth there to take over? Um, no, Hastings is a, obviously an international quality player, so it is a big loss for them. Um, obviously, they lost Russell a few years ago, and because of the Scotland rule, which you can play abroad and play for Scotland, you know they are losing these key players. And um, yeah, Hastings is a big loss. Um, I think Duncan Weir's playing there instead, isn't he? Yeah. You know, Weir's a, you know, he's a tidy player. Uh, he's had a good career, um, but yeah, Hastings is is. Uh, got a bit of the X factor about him so yeah Glasgow might struggle again this season uh, and they're not going to win this game I can't see it you know Ulster a pretty strong team out um, yeah and I'd say Ulster by 10 to 15 I think oh wow and yeah do you have a, do you have a score to that or is that just a margin um, yeah I'll go, I'll go Ulster 32 Glasgow 17 wow really Quite a dominant victory for Ulster there from Arled. Luce, are you inclined to agree or are you erring on a side of a closer closer fought battle? Well, I think I've got a running theme for this Friday night. Um, <laughs> it is closer, yeah. <laughs> um, is it is I it three thought, points or less? <laughs> that's that's the current that's the current actually, margin. It's slightly more. It's slightly more. <laughs> it's five points this time. Yeah. Um, in Ulster's favour, so. Quite similar to um, Arled because I've got Glasgow, Glasgow with 17 points for Ulster then with 22. Mm. Um, because, yeah, I think Ulster are just too dominant at the moment against just a new Glasgow side, maybe. We went off to um, 
He went off to Worcester, didn't he, for a couple of years? Yeah, he did. He played quite well there, to be fair, and that's what got yeah. him back in the Scotland setup. The yeah. the thing with Weir is that um, he's he's not he's not quite a, a game controller, and he's not a running fly half. He's he's sort of a bit of he doesn't fit into either camp of fly half, really, does he, Alet? Um, I remember. Well, more of a controller, I'd say. Um, he is, but I've never thought, oh, Duncan Weir's controlled this game well. I don't remember ever thinking that particularly. Well, that is that his fault, or is that just because he's been playing behind, you know, packs which aren't dominating? Perhaps, perhaps. Um, I do remember distinctly he was quite a running joke within uh, the boys in Glantav when we were growing up because he had no neck. Um, <laughs> back when he used to play for, he was <laughs> reference to the thumb. That's that's what I remember. Quite a few of the boys were calling him. Um, not saying Seb called him that before. That's uh, <laughs> suggested, but he's it he wasn't a great player. But he, he certainly reinvented his career back in Worcester. I don't think it'll be enough. I think Billy Burns is playing well. I think Jacob Stockdale is back on the way up as well. And I'm a big fan of Stuart mm. McCluskey, so I think that back line could wreak a fair bit of havoc, especially considering, you know, maybe there's a few guys missing for Glasgow. You know, Hugh Jones has left as well. Um, yeah. Sam Johnson is playing at 12, but still there's there's a bit of an element of insecurity there. Um, Cooney, Cooney as well for Ulster. Yeah. 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 Quality mm. player, so... Rory McIlroy fullback. <laughs> 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 yeah, hopefully he'll be chipping in with a few tries. Oh, pardon the terrible pun. Rory's backed um, Ulster quite a bit, isn't he? Yeah, he has. Him and um, I think him and Niall Horan are huge supporters. Actually, I'm not sure if Niall is a is an Ulster man. Actually, but they they often go down to the rugby to watch and things like that. And Rory is, you know, obviously he's a big sports guy. Well, but he was saying um, maybe he was McElroy who sort of. Um... Uh, bankrolled the uh, the Newland signing. Oh right, I hadn't heard that. You did say something the other day about that that you thought that the reason was that the Nakarawa deal had fallen through and that's why yeah. they'd gone for Vermeulen. And I I stated that I think that's a huge upgrade for them. Balakoon on the wing is um, good as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's a cracking player. They've got a lot of good backs there. I, I think they're going to run right to be honest. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, that's um, that's what I Timoni? think. First. Number eight, is it? Yeah, Nick Timoney is a good player. Um, be interesting to see where he moves to when Dwayne starts, which I assume yeah. he's going to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and Lowry and Addison can off the bench as well. It's not bad. Quality yeah. players, it really is. It's a strong, yeah. strong squad by the looks of things. Um, I realise I haven't actually given a prediction. I'm going to go Ulster 35, Glasgow. Hmm. I'm just not impressed. Glasgow. No. no. I'm erring. I can't decide whether to go higher than ten. To be honest, uh, I'll go twelve. <laughs> I'll go thirty-five, twelve. Um, I think it could be Ooh. a really big margin of victory for Ulster. You know, I'm just looking at odds here. Um, that are done by I think it's Sky. That I'm looking at. Oh no, sorry, Sports News Island. So perhaps that bias, but you know they've gone eight to one favourites, uh, eight to one on favourites. Sorry, Ulster. Um, so you know that's a huge margin to to predict that Ulster are going to win by. So yeah, we'll see how really that goes. Strong. Sorry, they're just really strong at the moment, and Glasgow are coming off uh, a weak season or two. Yeah. So. Yeah, we've all gone for Ulster victories there. Um, we'll move on to Saturday and we'll start with Benetton Stormers. Unfortunately, I don't think many of these teams are out at the moment, are they? I, I haven't seen any of them, actually. Yeah, they probably come out tomorrow, I think. Day before, like, today's um, sides have come out. Which, which to me is a bit strange, because I, I do remember rugby teams tended to come out two or three days before, but it seems to have yeah. become later and later as... The years have gone by. Um, I quite liked that about rugby, as opposed to football, where you get it an hour before kickoff. Aled, what, what what do you make of it? Is that something that you enjoy, or does it take away from the sort of anticipation and building excitement for a game? Um, 
To be honest, I don't think about it too much, you know. Um, I think it's it's quite exciting in football when you get it an hour before. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the difference in rugby that you, you know, internationals, you get it two or three days before the match, so you can discuss it before the match. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, by next week, anyway, we'll get the hang of what team, uh, around what players they'll be choosing anyway, so... It, it will be easy to um, predict scores by next week, I think. Yeah, obviously we don't know exactly when each club or region are going to be bringing back their international or uh, Lions players. Um, mm. So we'll have to see, especially when it comes to the Scarlet, obviously. Um, with, was it four or five that they had away over the summer? Four. They're all back in training, um, but I think there's four of them. Um, but... Scarlet, to be fair, do have quite a lot, lot of strength and depth, so I'm not too worried about that. Well, we'll, we'll it'd be, see. It'd be great to see them back, obviously. We'll see. They've got a tough game first out. Um, well, let's start with that one, Edinburgh Scarlet. Um, I'm not sure about this one, to be honest. I, I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, you know, Wynn Jones isn't likely to start, Ken's not likely to start, which means Elias and... I'm not 100% convinced on his line-out throwing all the time. I don't think it's very consistent. You know, If they start Kieran Hardy at scrum half, I think he's a brilliant option. I also think Dane Blacker is a brilliant option, so I don't think they're missing much there. Fly half is the big question mark. We've, we've discussed it before, who would start. I think it's likely to be Sam Costello. Aled, would is Sam Costello the option you'd go with, considering the patch is only on, just on his way back? <sighs> Yeah, yeah, you, you you don't want to rush Patch back now. You know, that's the worst thing you can do. Um, you know, you've got to let him come back into it slowly. Um, so what, is this be- between Costello and Jones? I think... And Angus and Brian as well, really. He yeah. could be in the picture, but I, I wouldn't put him in there. I'd be very surprised if Angus starts, I must be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Angus will start 10. I think, um, well, Dan's done a good job over the last few years uh, covering for 10. Um, Costello's still inexperienced, so for this first game, I don't know, I might be tempted to play Dan. Um, but if Scarlets want to bring their attacking game, then yeah, you start Costello and Dan on the bench, probably. Yeah, uh, another region that have switched captains over the summer. Um, Luce, what have you made of that move from Ken Owens to John Fox Davis? Or is, do you just see that as much of a muchness, really? Um, I was a bit surprised, I'm not going to lie. Um, so I think we've all spoken before about captains usually fitting better if they're a forward. Yeah. But then Dwayne Peel coming in, and obviously he he used to be a scrum half, is this now an inkling of how he wants to play? Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's chosen um, John Fox Davis, who obviously is centre. Um, yeah, I just don't know why... Ken has been chosen again. Is this is um, Dwayne Peel more of a fan of Elias and wants Elias to start a lot more often? I don't know. Well, I'm not sure about that. I did wonder if it's one of two things. Obviously, a hooker gets taken off after 60 typically. So do you want your hooker going off after 60 every game? And the other thing is the Lions hangover. Obviously, John Fox wasn't on the Lions tour. Um, therefore, when is... Um, Ken Owens is going to be coming back into the fold is he also erring on the side of John Fox may actually not be selected by Wales in the autumn or the, the spring so therefore is John Fox likely to be around a lot more I I personally hope uh, John Fox recaptures that form which saw him a few years ago do I see it happening? I'm not sure um, we'll have to see um, I've put myself down as first to pick on this one and I've absolutely no clue is my is my short long and short of it I I want without to back the, the Scarlet without the, sorry without the teams it's difficult isn't it it really is yeah it really is um I want to back the Scarlet and the more I think about it Edinburgh without Hamish Watson I'm not sure if Blair Kinghorn is back fit without Duan van der Merwe who's just moved down to Worcester I might actually go with Scarlet, but I think it'll be tight. I'm going to go Edinburgh, Edinburgh 15, Scarlet's 20. 
I think it could be a bit of a, an arm wrestle there. Hopefully, Scarlets can see it out and uh, gain the victory. Uh, Ale, do you want to go second on that one? Yeah, right. Um, well, I think this historically, Scarlets have struggled against Edinburgh. I'm not sure why. Probably because they're pack, um, which is decent. Seems to do well against Scarlets. Because um, before they beat them in the last game up in Murrayfield, Scarlets, they'd lost like seven or eight on the bounce to Edinburgh. Yeah. So, you know, Cockerell, for some reason, has a good record against us. So, although my heart says Scarlets, I think my head says Edinburgh. I think it's going to be close, always is. I'll go Edinburgh 19, Scarlet 16. Hopefully I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, a loss for Scarlet from our leads. Loose, are you going to go with head over heart or is your heart going to rule you? Oh, heart's going to rule me all day long. Um, <laughs> of course I'm back with the Scarlet. I'm probably, <laughs> well, actually, I was going to say I'm going to back with Scarlet every week, um, but I probably wouldn't actually against Lancaster, to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've gone Scarlet. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go for it. Um, same margin as Cadman, actually. I've got a five-pound margin. Um, I've gone Edinburgh 20, Scarlet 25. Um, I think somehow it's going to be some. It's going to be an attacking game. Um, so that's where I've gone for like um, quite a hat, like maybe three tries for Scarlet's there. Um, yeah, so we'll see. But I don't want to put. I don't want to. Um, give the win to Edinburgh and then not being able to support Scarlet's all the way. Like, <laughs> you know, yourself, so. <laughs> well, I can't watch it. I can't watch it, sadly. But um, uh, what I will say is the Edinburgh Scarlet's game in March, April, whenever it was, it was a cracker. A um, lot of tries. Scarlet's playing some brilliant rugby akin to 2017. Um, and I think they won that game really because of Jack Morgan. Man of the match, I think. So, um, yeah, sadly he's not there anymore. Yeah. Well, you're going to hear that every week now. Well, Jack Morgan's no longer yeah. here, so I don't know if Scarlett's going to win. <laughs> I will be reminiscing. I will be reminiscing. <laughs> and, um, and Patrick probably won't be starting either, so... Oh, no, that's right. Two uh, star players. <laughs> yeah. Alan's two favourite players is, is dream... Uh, uh, what is it? Dream dinner meal is with Jack Morgan great and Rhys Patchell. <laughs> great players, great entertainers. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to Benetton v the Stormers. I think, you know, we we spoke about entertaining rugby that might be in play in Scarlet Edinburgh. Are we looking at the complete opposite in Benetton Stormers? Well, I think yeah. Thing is, with all the South African teams, the main players are obviously with South Africa right now. So mm. it's actually with all the South African teams, quite hard to predict what's going to happen. Yeah. Really. Um, Although they're still strong, aren't they? Because they got they got good squads and, as you said before, massive packs. You know. Mm. Yeah, they probably got three um, or four tight head props that would mangle the likes of. I don't know. Let me think of a prop off the top of my head. Reese Carey. Um, <laughs> it's turned into an anti Reese Carey pod. This one quite quickly. Um, <laughs> He's great in the loose. He is great in the loose. Judging on that, you look at the lights of Kicktsoff, Umbanambi, Malherba, that, that, that star front row that, you know, two thirds of is starting on the weekend against New Zealand. Um, do you think they will still get that front row dominance against Benetton, who, you know, probably don't yeah. have the strength there still? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> quite bluntly, yeah. Um, Benetton have got their star players, but I don't know what happened to the Rainbow Cup. I don't know how they won. Still don't know to this day, but yeah, I can't see them beating them. Um, to be fair, all four predictions so far with me have been um, with a five-point margin or less. This is only slightly more. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, what I'm is... Going with, I'm going with a seven-point margin this time. So I've got um, Benetton 15, Stormers 22. So I don't think Storm's going to run away with it because they are away, after all. Um, but yeah, they will win. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one to call this. It really is. Benetton, obviously, without Garbisi now as well. 
Um, I think that needs to be taken into account. Um, but I don't know. I've got a feeling they'll get this one. I really do. No. No. I really do. I, I can't believe I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm backing the Italian sides. There's two and two. I'm going to back. I'm going to go with a Benetton victory. I'm going to go Benetton 21. And I'm going to go Stormers 17. So a close game. But I do think, I think Benetton are going to see it out. I, I may live to regret that when we see the predictions at the end of the week. I may be miles behind. But, Aled, you clearly gone Stormers victory. How, what's the margin for you? The Rainbow Cup has gone to your head. <laughs> clearly. Um, no, nah, I think Stormers, I think they'll score four tries in this game. Um, I go 29 to Stormers and I'll give Benetton 15 points. Quite a comfortable victory. Quite a comfortable victory. They're going to run away with it, in Aled's opinion. Um, well, I don't think either side are going to run away with the Leinster Bulls game. Or, or are you thinking Leinster are going to thrash the Bulls, Al? We know Leinster are going to be strong. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what team they put out in the league, really. But the Bulls are going to be pretty strong as well. But in Leinster, right? It is in Leinster. Yeah. In Leinster, you know... I was going to say you're not going to have any South Africans there, but I mean there aren't away fans in the, in this league anyway. There, so um, <laughs> <laughs> um, apart from that one uh, Edinburgh fan who was shouting "Come on, Edinburgh!" back in the day in the Scarlets. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I think Leinster will win this. Um, I'll say Leinster thirty, Bulls eighteen. So quite quite close, I think, because um, two big packs coming up against each other. The Leinster have got the experience; they've got a you know an all star team, really, all star squad. So. Yeah, obviously we haven't seen the teams, but I'm just trying to think of the players that are likely to play for Leinster. You know, you're talking um, international levels. You know, at fullback, probably one or both of the wings have played internationally at some stage. Uh, Gary Ringrose may play 13. You're then looking at one of the Burns, likely at fly half, assuming they rest. Uh, Johnny Sexton. Uh, you know, yeah, they will. Marshall at scrum half, probably. You st- you're still looking at a very strong back line. I think it could be a quite a strong victory for Leinster. Lucy, are you agreeing with Aled, or have you got something different there? Um, of course... Well, Leinster are going to struggle there, but yeah, they don't have the star players, the ones who play for Lions. Um, but yeah, I've gone for a, for a Leinster comfortable victory um, with a bonus point, like four tries or more probably. Um, I've gone Leinster 35 um, to um, the Bulls 12. That's what I've gone with. Yeah, that's quite similar so to mine. Yeah, 23 points there, margin. Yeah, I've gone 32-9. I've actually gone a little bit further, I think. I think the Bulls' first game away, Dublin, oh, it's not ideal, is it? It's, it's the worst place they could have wanted to go. And I think I think they'll be comfortable victors there. And I think they'll get the victory with four tries, maybe even five. A couple of walk-ins on, yeah. the, on the wide outside, maybe. Uh, Luke Marshall yeah, probably but... grab a try somewhere in the middle. Um Towards the end as well, I think they'll pick up a few extra. Yeah, that's what always tends to happen in Leinster. Um, another Ireland-South Africa clash is the final one from Saturday, and that's Munster v the Sharks. Um, Sharks, obviously, probably the third strongest South African region on paper, is that fair to say? Um, yeah, I don't know if they're the third. Are they, uh, I mean, they're not the weakest, we know that. Um, <laughs> you know better than me. Um, yeah I I think this is quite an interesting one Munster Sharks because Munster don't have the squad depth of Leinster Um, you know you wouldn't expect Byrne to be playing Um, probably the best forward Um, yeah I think this will be quite close Dale Ende will be out as well of course as well if you think about it uh, because he'll be away with South Africa duty Um, yeah true the likes yeah. of Snyman, I don't think he's back. Um, 
There's a couple mm-hmm. of other names, obviously. Um, uh, trying to think off the top of my head. Don't know if Peter and Marnie will be playing, considering he had a quite busy summer with Ireland. Yeah. We'll I, have to see. At Munster at home, yeah? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, at at Tolmond or maybe Musgrove. Um I think yeah, I think Munster will win this. They they got a very good home record. Um I'll go Munster twenty five. I'll give Sharks seventeen. Twenty five seventeen for our heads. Lucy, have oh, you got something similar? Close, Hmm. No, I um, I feel like Munster are going to run away with it. So I feel like, yeah, I know a lot of these players are missing, but for me, they're in the, probably the top four favourites to win. Going to back them for the dominant victory, I think. Um, I'm going with Munster 27 to Sharks 9. That's what I'm going with. Ooh, interesting. Mm. Not far off what I've got, to be honest. Um, I seem to have a running theme where I don't see the South Africans doing very well. Um, <laughs> yeah, Allah just said, um, "We're not, <laughs> we're not backing them this weekend." <laughs> no, uh, we're really not. Um, I'm just looking. I've got. Bulls are going to score nine points. Lions are scoring ten points for me. Stormers are scoring seventeen. I've got the Sharks on twelve. So it's, it's I, bar. Well, I think I think we'll be likely to see one or two tries from the South Africans this weekend, which is pretty pretty low. Um, yeah, I've actually got Munster on twenty seven points as well. So I think twenty seven twelve. They're quite similar scores. This one, a bit more similar than some of our other predictions. 27-9, 27-12 and 25-17. Um, does that maybe show that Munster at home are such a strong side? It's, it's difficult to see anyone winning up there, Aled? Um, well, I mean, yeah, South Africans um, a little under strength, and, which they won't be all season, really. Yeah, they're going to struggle to win in Ireland, in Ulster, Leinster or Munster, to be honest. They might get a win in Connaught, but as we said, Connaught quite strong now as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Irish, uh, they're always strong at home. And to be honest, they've been super strong away from home as well the last couple of years. You know, they, They've beaten the Welsh most games and the Scots. Yeah, there's only a few I can can remember as being standout victories. You know, Obviously, Osprey's got a win out there last year, but I, you know, I think that yeah. was more luck than judgment. Blues have beat... Ah, great win, great win. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Blues... You've got to take the win. You've got to take the win. It's gold dust. It was a very, very understrength Leinster side, in fairness. Um, Blues have beaten Munster at home a few years back, or maybe last year was it, and Scarlet's have always been quite competitive. Scarlet's always in 2017. In the, um, in the final in Ireland. Yeah, the famous, the famous Scarlet Invincible side that lost about five or six games that season at least. Um, well, we've mentioned the Welsh regions there. Let's get to the final two, final game on the Sunday, the only Sunday game this this week. Uh, Alan, you'll be glad to hear that. Are you glad to see that there are fewer games on sort of Sundays and Mondays going forward? Yeah, I am. Yeah, obviously Sundays, obvious reasons, but... um. Yeah, Mondays as well, because I'm not a fan of Monday Night Rugby, to be honest. No. You know, it's, it's, the weekend's gone, you know, and the start of a new week, so you're thinking, where's my team? And then they're playing on Monday. Yeah. Seemed... I, I think, that, I'm not sure if that worked for, um, I mean, it might have been Premier Sports who did that, I don't know, it might have been their idea, I'm not sure it worked. Um, it felt to uh, yeah. me... During the time they did it, there was no fans anyway, so no one had to travel yeah. on Monday night. So I think maybe they were... T- um, trialing it out, but yeah, I don't like it either. It felt to me like it was uh, an American idea that had been imported in. You know, Monday Night Football has been quite a big thing in American sports for a while. We've seen it in the Premier League; it's worked quite successfully. If if it's had a big backing with the likes of you know Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher having their debates as well. And but I think that's that's been the draw of Monday Night Football in the Premier League is the debates that they have on the side rather than the actual yeah. games. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you don't get that in rugby, really. So it didn't work at all for me. I, I just forgot that the games were playing. Sort of turned on and saw that Cardiff Blues were playing on a Monday night and went, well, 
who are they playing? Are they playing Newport? Is it a friendly just against like <laughs> Bridgend or something like that? But no, it, it would always be at the brewery field or something like that in the Ospreys. So I didn't really understand it. Also, it was, you know, they, they put like three games on a Monday. It wasn't just one. Yeah. You know, they stuck three or four on a Sunday and then three or four on a Monday. So I, it just didn't work for me. No, it was a bit strange. I feel like Blues always played on the Monday as well. Yeah. Think, yeah. yeah they were very unlucky. Yeah, it did seem strange. And, and also, if you think about it logically, then, you've got that turnaround, which automatically the following week is going to be a question then. You know, if you're playing Monday and then have to play the following Saturday, well, coaches are going to come out and say, oh, well, why are we only having X amount of days? You know, what what's going on here? And I just yeah. thought it created unnecessary uh, disgruntlement within the league. Um, Dragons Ospreys then. Dragons at home. We haven't seen the teams again for this one. Um, but I can expect it to be a pretty strong Dragons team, you know, partly as they don't have any Lions, but, you know, we're looking at the likes of Sam Davis will likely play. Um, I expect to see a strong backline, Jonah Holmes possibly on the wing. Um, so it'd be an exciting game and Ospreys, you know, Ospreys have definitely got a bit more strength and depth now. I don't know if Anscombe will start at fly half. I hope he does, but... You know, he, he played, what, half a game against Northampton, was it, recently? Yeah. yeah, I think he will start. Even if it is maybe half a game or just slightly longer this time, um, I do think he will start. And you've got plenty of players with Ospreys who weren't involved with the Lions. So they've got, they'll have a decent team playing. Um, they've got plenty of new backs as well. And then Thomas Francis coming up, coming up tight head. Um, and apparently Elliot and Leon Brown aren't available for Sunday, I think. Yeah, so I think that would be a massive loss for Dragons. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with my head here. And I'm, I am back in Ospreys. Um, quite a comfortable win for the Ospreys as well. So I've gone with Dragons 30 and Ospreys 30. So I've gone with. I think that's a sensible prediction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you say that. The only thing I would say against it is that those games are always tight, Dragons Ospreys. I don't think I've ever seen a Dragons Ospreys game which has been a blowout, especially in Rodney Parade. Um, Uh, Rainbow Cup last year? uh, Well, aside from that competition, which. It, I think the less we talk about that competition, probably the better. Um, but I was just—I just thought I'd have a little look at the weather because you know, if the weather—if it's raining down in Rodney Parade, it turns into a bloodbath, doesn't it? Really, um, it looks like it could be okay. There's a risk of showers, but at the moment we're not certain. Um, so maybe your prediction of a bit more running rugby in thirteen thirty might be correct. I think it's going to be tighter. I have gone uh, heart over head with this one. A bit, and I've gone Ospreys twenty three, Dragons twelve. Um, hopefully, Kieran Williams can have a bit of a stellar game. Though I don't know if um, Jamie Roberts is playing. Do we know that yet? I don't uh, know. I just know he went for coffee with Shane and Sam Roberts the other day. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. They were asking, "What are they talking about?" and "What's the worst <laughs> caption or something?" Wrong answers only. And I thought, yeah. I don't know. Probably something like, "When's Warren calling us up for next Lions tour?" <laughs> Would be a good question. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know about him. I know also, obviously, Dee's not there. Liam Brown's not there. Brock Harris is also gone. He was their first pick last season, in the last yeah. two seasons. So he's also gone. So who are they going to pick um, in the front row? Dragons now. Aaron Jarvis. Um. Might, might well be Aaron Jarvis. De- uh, Hibbard. Yeah. Hibbard's a good scrummager, obviously, and he'll be yeah. keen to make a point against his former region. I'll be interested to see if Thomas Francis starts for the Ospreys. If he does, that could lead to a quite a dominant scrum for the Ospreys on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aled, you're left with the final prediction then for the Sunday game. What What are you going with? Well, I think Ospreys are in for a big season. Um, I like what Booth is doing there. Um, so I think this game they'll get over the line um, without Beard probably. Yeah, I suspect so, yeah. Lions no, do too. Obviously, Alan Wynn. Alan Wynn's not going to play many league games this season, I would have thought. Um, just save him for the Champions Cup. 
and internationals. So I think Ospreys will win twenty points to fourteen. Yeah, I would I would say if you want to play one region, um, with the lack of second rows that we have for that game is probably the Dragons, considering the fact that, you know, Cardiff Blues have gutted to them in the last couple of seasons, taking Hill and Screech. Um I don't know who will be lining up in the second row, to be honest, for the Dragons. So, um, or the Scarlets. Or the Scarlets, but, but you know, the Scarlets, <laughs> Scarlets may be a bit stronger, strength and depth-wise. You, you mentioned uh, Ospreys will be crossing the line. Are we thinking Jack Morgan's going to cross for three? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, Morgan unpredictably man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> We're not predicting man of the match. I don't think that's a bit far. Um, I was am I right in saying, sorry, am I right in saying... Morgan had most turnovers last year in the league. I'm not 100% sure, I must be honest. I would suspect he wasn't far off. I say that because I heard them on Rugby Union Weekly mentioning it. They mentioned Jack Morgan's name and the turnover and came. You, and then you woke up. I did, I did, yeah. <laughs> My ears were burning, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> I think he's in for a big season and I really hope that Wales pick him in the autumn. Yeah, um, we've mentioned your uh, theories on how he's going to be uh, airported in James Bond style. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> comes in on the helicopter. <laughs> um, I I did wonder if either of you wanted to do a sort of fantasy thing for the the United Rugby Championship this season. You know, picking a fantasy team. I don't know if there is a fantasy app. I haven't actually looked into that. Um, if so, yeah. out of interest, who do you think will be the top try scorer this season if you had to pick one? Um, Josh Adams. Oh, no, my pimpy. Mm. Is it though? Because they're not going to no, be. No, he's not. Yeah, they're not there. Because of It's going to be a club player, isn't it? Someone who's at the club every week. For me, that, that's the issue. It has to be someone that's got to be there week in, week out. <laughs> no, no, not, not more than no. <laughs> Give me away with Wales that time this year. Um, a winger, well, a winger who plays for Leinster, basically. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> um, yeah, that's true, actually. To be fair, if I, had well, to, then, if I had to go with someone, I'd go with Balakun and Ulster. Maybe. maybe. I, you know, is he is he likely to get picked by Ireland in the in the spring? He might get on the other wing opposite Keith Earls, but that's maybe a bit of a stretch. But yeah, I think he, I think he should be picked on form. Probably. I mean, I haven't watched him over the last year, but he, I thought he's in good form because um, he's at a decent age. So they should pick him. But I don't know if Farrell likes him. I don't know. No, I, I, well, I'm going to go with Balakun or. Uh, the other option is Jacob Stockdale for Ulster. Luce, one name from you? Um, Steph Evans. <laughs> old? Fuck <laughs> old. Um, no, yeah. Old? <laughs> yeah, Steph Evans. Steph Evans. He, he's been there, done that, so he, know, he, knows how, he knows how to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the Scarlets, they, they were playing, you know, they were in a purple patch, you know, for a long time, which is why he was scoring so many tries. Peel might bring it back, I don't know, hopefully. Uh, Alex, not... I want a name from you, quickly. Come on, yeah. who are you going with? Um, well, who, who's the who's the Leinster wingers now? Who are the ones who are going to be there all season? I'm not sure. James Lowe might be there a lot of the season, judging on his form from last year. You know, is he going to get selected by Ireland? I'm not convinced. He could be an option. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad show. Um, I'll, I'll go with Lowe. James Lowe. I think Otto might be up there if he doesn't get chosen for Wales. I I, I hope he does, but I, just, I don't know if he will um, with all the other youngsters. Pick at the moment, but maybe Matt Prothero. I think he could be a good choice. Because yeah. you've got Tom Rogers coming to play for Wales now. Potentially Johnny McNichol might be back. Pivak likes him. As yeah. well as, like, yeah, John Holmes, Hallam Amos, um, Owen Lane, apparently, is liked. So, don't know if Matt Prothero will be picked. 
And yeah, he likes going and tries. And with the Ospreys potentially on the app, he would be a good choice as well. Yeah, I'm a bit stunned, to be honest, that Matt Prothero hasn't been given a cap over the summer. Um, I think he played very well for the Ospreys last year. Um, just on that, on, on a couple of wingers that could do well this season, or two or three really, are the Dragons, Rio Dyer, Ashton Hewitt, Jonah Holmes yeah. as well, obviously. You know, Jonah Holmes knows his way to the try line. If they don't get picked by Wales, you know, they've they've got a definite chance of getting those those records. So we'll well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, they'll be there, but they're playing for dragons, so I mean they're not gonna score loads of tries. <laughs> I, I don't know, Jonas scored a fair few last season. He did score a fair yeah. few. <laughs> Hewitt's a good player. Hewitt, yeah. I, I really like Hewitt. He should be picked for Wales. Um no, I was gonna say Giles of the Ospreys. I don't know if he'll um, start. I really don't think he'll start. Um, yeah, well, that's a question mark. But if he does start, he's probably not going to pick by Wales this season. Ospreys might have a good season, so Giles could score a lot as well. Yeah, I think Ashton Hewitt is, well, he won't be back yet for at least maybe a month or two. So um, others will have had a head start by then. And because of that, maybe he won't be picked for Wales. Even though after last season, I think he should, well, yeah, he should have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that concludes what we say. Um, just run through some of those highlights just quick. I think we've got a majority going for Lions on the Friday night. Cardiff victory for all three, as well as Ulster for all three of us. Um, we've also gone with the majority of a Stormers victory. Um, majority again, Scarlet's victory. Victories for Leinster and Munster at home. And all three of us have gone for the Osprey. So... We think it's going to be a bit of a smattering of some home victories, some away victories. Um, I seem to be the only one pretty much only backing home teams. I've just had a look at that. The only team I'm not backing at home is Edinburgh. Um, so that's a bit of a risk. Oh, sorry, I'm also not back to get back in the Dragons, but that may be a growing theme. Um, so, yeah, hopefully this will be coming out tonight or tomorrow morning. That'll be Friday morning. Um we will have another podcast coming out on Tuesday, which is a Scarlet All-Time 15. Well, since 2003, that is. I think that was quite fun to record. Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that one as well. And uh, yeah, that's going to be the setup from now on. I think a Thursday night, Friday morning pod and a Tuesday night pod or Tuesday morning pod sounds pretty good. Uh, cheers very much and uh, so long. Cheers. Bye.